build an online community, a group of lovely, engaged, loyal people. But you're starting from scratch and you're looking at all the big names up there who've got thousands and millions of followers. How did they ever do that? How will you ever do it? Maybe give up. No, don't. Stay tuned. This is the Make It Real podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Lewis. We're going to have a very real conversation about growing a lovely community, finding your tribe, evolving with it, in it, and evolving it, but in that really down-to-earth way. And who else could I be talking to than Mark Masters, founder of You Are The Media, a fabulous community. I'm part of it. You should be too. But just settle down now for some really hopeful conversation. Right, now I've promised you listeners that I'm not going to get self-indulgent, just going on and on about how amazing my guest is and how I've known him for years and how much he's really transformed my life and my business and everything, because that would be hideous, because that's not what you've tuned in for. So, um, but I, I just quickly need to say that before I say, hello, Mark. Hello, Tricia. That puts me on the spot. That makes that makes me, uh, we're there, and you say, Mark, I want you there. <laughs> And this, we're going to live up to expectation and everything that you want in this discussion. Excellent. And boy, have we got some stuff to discuss that you listeners will find really, really insightful, because as always, we're going to have a real conversation. All right. And the thing that is absolutely core to Mark, despite him having built a humongously huge audience and you know, having his own business for years and years and years in content marketing, that the one thing about him is that he's not one of these flashy geezers who's just trying to impress you with numbers or, or be influencing all over the place. He's just a real person. And that is going to be way more useful to you because what he will always show is the I was going to say the cracks, but it sounds a bit rude. But anyway, we all know what I mean by that. So, Mark, let's 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 delve in to. We, we were thinking before I press record that the key theme almost is evolve because, mm. I mean, you have built a community over eight years plus, and that is one heck of an evolving journey. Obviously, you've got your own business, well, but let's mm. let's sort of focus on the community, the loyal audience that you've built and I think a lot of people starting out think oh this is never going to happen not unless I, I I don't know pay for something fancy or I just get so good at some kind of weird free gifts or SEOs or something magical has to happen or I have to be in some in Harvard business press or something has to happen for me to get this so get, give us a give us a bit of hope that's a nice way of teeing things up as we start I yeah you're right give us some hope so it does sound quite daunting when we are when people talk about volume yeah when you see somebody that talks about imagine if you go to a landing page and it says join another 24,600 like-minded peers but for the majority of us it's quite overawing because we think well how am I going to get to that point but how can I get to that point am I gonna game the system am I gonna buy followers am I gonna buy what's out there. So when I started you with the media in 2013, 
what it's done is give me the confidence to share with people to say, no, this is, this is how it works when you start from zero. When we start from zero, we're, whether it's we started a newsletter, we're trying to build something, is how can we build an audience? And how can people leave something so we can send something to them that can be useful? And so the longer that I've been at the wheel, the more confident I've become to recognize it works like this, everyone. And I have, a, I have my own business of marketing consultancy. So I started this as a side project uh, a good few years ago. So that word of hope for everybody is that I think I've figured it out and it's painful and it takes time. And if you're prepared to invest that time, but alongside that is that the longer that you're involved in something, the more fun it becomes. I'm starting to have real fun with you at the media now. So the little word of hope, and as you talk about showing the cracks, I'm, I know you're a big believer in that, and so am I. It's just this little journey that we're on. It's quite nice to show our hand and show our workings out. And it was, who I'm going to say this thing, and I'm going to shut up, but it was Mark Schaefer says something really interesting. And he talks about this thing around living our life, living everything in plain view of everybody else by saying it's quite easy just to cut and paste what's already set out there that's already out there but sometimes we need to share our own workings out and our own our own ways that haven't things that haven't worked but also the successes as well and it's nice to when we have these little puzzles that we can say it works like this everyone Mm, absolutely yeah because otherwise it's really depressing because you just you just think nah give up it's, it's never going to happen and I think the other thing is yeah loyal loyal audience it's all very well doing something flashy that gets a sudden little spike of interest but is that going to last you know yeah it, yeah and, and that's a big that's an interesting point you pick up there like is there longevity is there something that's lasting and as long as the only way this works is that is if we're invested in something and if we can be invested in something that one helps us pay the bills and to another side where it is a reflection of our own values the areas that we believe in the things that we stand for we talk about the things that we truly think can make a difference if we start to blend that between our commercial lives and what we do every day as people, that's where it starts to become enjoy. That's where there's enjoyment. Otherwise, a lot of this stuff starts to become campaigns. So, for instance, say someone starts, well, I'm going to start my own podcast, and then they become they come down a cul-de-sac three six months later. But the point was at the time. Here's another quote. Ready for another one? Yeah. So it was Mitch Joel, and Mitch Joel was one of our guests on You of the Media Online, and he said something that really struck with me, and he said, find something that you can't stop. So my thing is around how people can create, and you said it a few times, how people can build something, build an audience, find a way that we can sidestep the algorithm to direct our message to people right rather than thinking that we have to fight with everybody else on LinkedIn and everybody else within a timeline but how can we build something that's independent but we don't have to be wholly reliable on Facebook Google still really important there's nothing so cavalier about it but how can we work alongside that but also have a narrative that we can direct to somebody else so they think, yeah, this is really good. So when the time comes to buy or be a part of something, it doesn't feel so hard to sell it. 
but I like what, what, what Mitch said, this thing about what can you start that you cannot stop? Mm. Yeah, and it doesn't, and I don't think you necessarily find that uh, immediately. So, no. so I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I have an email and it goes out and I absolutely don't think that I, well, I, I know I, I'm doing, I'm not doing exactly as I should be because the audience isn't growing. I have a loyal audience on LinkedIn, fabulous people, and just incredible people that I've met and also my guests on the podcast and all the rest of it. But that email ticket is really a huge struggle. And every, and the point is that we're all getting emails into our inbox. And I know that one of the reasons that people don't unsubscribe or, you know, it, it might not be that they're even reading it. It's just that they like you. And, Can, and I just pick actually, up, yeah. Yeah. Can I just pick up on something you said there? Just quite interesting for anyone that's listening to this. You just kind of said something really important that we talk about we're, we're create, when we create an email and we send something out, there is that frustration when someone, when, when it's like, oh, I wish I would have had m- more people or more people subscribe it. And my answer to that is when we have that little landing page and we're trying to build our audience when it comes to email, that little landing page sits next to us in every place that we go from whoever we meet, everything else. And, and, so, and we have to promote, that's the thing we have to promote so much is, you know, for instance, you send your, your yours fortnightly, isn't it? So you send your, your email every Thursday. So I know that Trisha is going to be in my inbox every Thursday morning, but other people's aren't. But a good thing that you have, though, is, is by saying, right, I'm going to show up every fortnight. I have a, a podcast with, with such a rich variety of guests as well. But, but what we have to do is then that, that page, that sign-up box, is we have to promote it like crazy. That's the thing. It's email signatures, every sign-up, like my Twitter page, uh, the bio is there, the LinkedIn, new connections there. Come and join this, come and join it. We just have to promote it like crazy more so than we probably think we have to become obsessed by that little box that's that leaves our email yeah i know and and a lot of us don't don't feel comfortable yeah i know (laughs) but it's true though isn't it but you're right you're right you're right because we could say that it feels a bit pushy you know what i mean when we're like we're doing this there's always a kicker that's always the sign off there's always a sign off like the end of our email the end of our articles but it's so important because yeah. then the, the 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 return from it is that someone says right I'd like to receive a little bit more and you write good emails and there's always stuff there that's different from the previous two weeks. I think yeah. I think also people I think there is a common thing that we all do and I I'm definitely guilty of it and I've tried I've I'm trying to get better at this but we have this sense that we just put coming from the old world if you were to if you were to phone somebody up like cold call them every few hours um that would be hideous or if you were to go and put a flyer through somebody's door three times a day they would think what is going on and part of us i think our brains are still thinking you know i've already posted about this twice this week on yeah. twitter or so i i can't do it again but of course what we forget is that so few people see it at every point when you post something. So it, it, it's, it's psychologically, we've got to get out of that way of thinking, I think. Yeah, you're we're right. Being too pushy. Plus we care about it. You know, you care about what you do and, and it may be seen in someone's head that, oh, here's Trisha again with another post that relates to what she's, what she wants me to sign up for. 
But as long as we can get people to see that we care and that we're bothered about it. Oh, isn't that a good quote? It's that no, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Oh, isn't that good? So with that, so if people see that, if people see that, that yeah, look, I'm stepping up. It's hard. So I'm doing. You know, you've, you've got a podcast. Somebody else may be looking to start a newsletter. It's really, really hard. But if, if we can show people the event, things that we are putting on, get-togethers, whatever it is, if people can see that we care about the subject matter that we're that we're representing, it does become yeah. a, it does become easier. And I think, yeah, and the whole and the whole package consistency. So if they're seeing you pop up here, there, or wherever on the actual social media. I mean, this is about something that you, a space that you own, but obviously you've still got to be showing up in other places in a way that has a rounded feel of, yes, this is the same person. This yeah. isn't some kind of odd um, copy or she's not getting this all done by some bot or something, et cetera, et cetera. So that's all part of it. Now, listen, to, talking about places where you where you build your audience obviously when I first met you it was at a live event and this is going back I don't know six no probably about five years and okay. <laughs> and that was the absolute first time I met you so it was this lunch club that you'd been going for a little while and um, you'd found different venues to do it in and I had stepped out of a sort of different kind of networking into this. I'd only just set up my business and it was like, I kind of, you know, found my tribe, which we all have to do and it'll be different for everyone. So I met you like that. And obviously live events are now a little bit of a um, tricky situation thing post and we're not even post COVID, whatever, whatever we're in. And you again had to do this evolving thing and so all that stuff you were doing where you did your little bit up front and other people were invited to come up and do that little bit up front and there was education involved and there was actual lunch involved which you got done by a, somebody who's part of the community it was all gorgeous I think people probably thought oh no you know this isn't going to work if we can't do it like this and mm. you must have been completely flummoxed when we got hit with this um, we, we can't do live events thing but of course you rose like a phoenix but it probably wasn't as easy as that no far from it because the start of 2020 we had a whole program we just started with seminars so we had a lady called Janet Murray came down it was all around about social around about posting about content calendars so Janet had just delivered a um, Janet had just delivered her workshop then the following month Janine Coombs was down and then it all went out the window. So, so things such as we had a conference that was planned. So I'd budgeted for a lot of things. So conference, we kind of scheduled these workshops to continue throughout the year. And then it hit us. And it, yeah, it, you know, it's similar to, you know, no different from anybody else. It hit us all in different ways and it hit me really bad. But, but how, but this is my big lesson. It's not to wallow in these little things now of what we did and how tough it was. But this is what it taught us on. This is the big thing it taught me is is how we become resourceful over the resources that we have so when you're left with nothing right problems that were happening things that were cancelled income that wasn't going to be coming in it trains you to be resourceful and when you're the when you're that resourceful you can be really creative and that's what happened from when we all come together april 2020 
first event that we've done. You were probably there as well online. Zoom bombing. John Asperian was almost in tears of what was happening in his side. People were in a, it was such an odd, weird experience. But this was our first foray into doing this live show online. And so uh, this thing you talk about evolving. So again, let's figure out how this works. We came back to it month on month. But I guess the mo one of the most important things was that for the first time in our lives, the one we had to fight, but everyone is that everyone was cut off from one another. So these moments that we had together, I remember this, the very first one I did, I did it in my little summer house at the bottom of the garden. And when we finished and I pressed the button, the summer house was silent and everyone disappeared on the screen. So when we, we when we would when we did this at Shelley Theatre, you know, we had the lunch and everything else, but all people would hang around at the end, whether they'd have a drink in the bar or there was just chit, there was just chatter or there was just that buzz. And it just became that empty room again. And it was really weird. But but the longer that we've stuck with something, again, you find these little nuances, these things that we can introduce, these segments. And what we still have with you of the media online, that the show element is not too different from where it was when it first started, because it forced the hand to be creative when you've got no money in front of you. Mm, absolutely. And I mean, yeah, yeah, yes. It's um, it's been an incredible journey, actually. And and I think it all it really um, came to a, a very interesting challenging moment uh, fairly recently when you were doing a hybrid event uh, lots of planning goes into these things at a big big theater locally there was a power cut and I won't go on about this but what what I remember most was what happened in this moment of massive adversity and yeah. what really was powering the fact that we got through it and, and we found a solution and we all gathered in this small cafe and all the rest of it was that people didn't want to leave you they wanted to they wanted to make it work and you didn't give up which was incredibly hard because having done live events myself in a different mm. capacity I know how difficult it is that moment where you think oh no everything's going wrong and what you're worried about is that is the experience of the people it's not a selfish thing at all it's the opposite um, but what really made it work was that you just spent you know all these years building this loyal audience it won't happen overnight but I know myself and listeners will have experienced this i think we often underestimate the loyalty that we're building in the early days and therefore perhaps don't put stuff on little events little things online or whatever because we think unless i can pay for advertising or i've got a huge audience it's not going to be worth it and i think there is a lesson that people need to believe that they are building that loyalty if they're doing all the things that they need to being authentic and showing up and and being consistent and caring about what value they're going to give to the people who might come then people will come more than you perhaps believe that's right that's well said there Tricia so it's it my other thing I realize is that so an event that we may want to put on we put under ourselves enormous pressure but I realized that people are forgiving 
And we don't have to create things that are on a par with huge budgets that we have to put the fanfare out and everything else or think that we have to be BBC presenters or things such as that. As long as, again, as long as we care about our subject and our topic matter, and we can put something good on for people, listen, it may be local, maybe reaching out to someone who's done something good in a local space. As long as you can create that environment that people that makes people feel safe, that makes them feel at home, that makes them feel cosy, then the more you do it, the more forgiving people become. For instance, and this is where I was thinking, if our first event that we'd done was in December, my confidence would have taken an almighty knock that I might not have done it again. But it's it, by only by doing two or three beforehand, this hybrid show that we do on Zoom and in the theatre as well, um, it, it was okay. But we, yeah, we do, we, we are sometimes a bit too tough on ourselves as long as there is a path to what we're doing and we don't do these things on a whim do you know what i mean like you want to do an event you want to do a i want to do a conference uh i'll do a conference on this and you don't have and you already don't have people that are subscribed or signing up it becomes really really difficult you got to st stick at something first get good at it and then start to deliver that's what i did is that got good at one little space built people on board then like when you come on board a few years ago as well, it felt all right, you know, it felt all right. And I'd like to think that you, we can do the, we can create these environments that feels safe for people to step into when they are ready. Absolutely brilliant. Safe for, but yeah, build environments. I love that. Build environments that feel safe for people to step into when they are ready. That is a, that's quote. That's a quote. Let me, let me do it, Tricia. <laughs> Let me so listen, do it. Listen, you touched on something then about not having to be a, as you put it, highbrow presenter. So you are Mark. You have a very um, unique style. We all have. A, we all should have a unique style because, hey, guess what, everybody? We are individuals. And there is a real danger, I think, when it comes to hosting an event, getting up and doing a talk, whatever it is, that, that people hold back because they see other people doing it all flashy and highly experienced keynote speakers who charge thousands of pounds every time they walk into a space, etc., etc., etc. And we think, oh, but I've got these odd habits. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not like your normal host or presenter. I, I don't know if I'm going to go down well at all. And again, they don't show up because of that weird fear. You are a really good example of somebody who doesn't on paper look like, you know, any of those slick things. Okay, I was talking, eh? <laughs> but tell me, how did you how did you feel when you first started doing these upfront? Well, first of all, in person, then obviously sort of over Zoom and everything, but it's in many ways the same. It's it's you. And your energy. And, yeah. Yeah. I'd had a lot of practice because, and this is the beauty of all this stuff that we talk about, when you build a space, have people around it, also remember that, okay, we can find ways that we can monetize, but also we're doing this for ourselves as well. Because if I, when I would share videos and they're still on there for on YouTube of presenting a few years ago, and all I was was ums and ahs and not a very good, and, and I wasn't, a very good speaker at all but it's only by practicing it from the lunch club events that we've been running since 2016 it helps it does help by having a place to continually practice it's a bit like blogging there's a place there to be a better writer we also got to realize we do this for ourselves as well 
the longer we're at something, the more skilled that we become. So, you know, one of my goals, why I send my weekly newsletter and why I do these events as well, is to be a better, um, I want to be a better presenter. I want to be really good when people come and I want people to think, wow, you can still do this in a business place. But you, going into the, when we started to do Zoom and when we started to create the hybrid event, it was all okay. There's lots of different things that feel different. And when you have people in front of you, whether it's a screen or in, or in front of you, but your own, your own drive to make it work and the thing that you've built yourself gives you that impetus because I'm not doing this for anybody else. It's not, I'm not, you, the media is not owned by a group of people. It's not a thing in itself. It's a thing that I built with my own hands. So you want it to work. And the more that we can practice, come back. And that's the other thing I like as well. The longer we're at it, the better that we, the better that we become our own crafts. And that's really, really important because we're always looking at the now. We're always looking at, right, what's next? What, need, what do I need now? Right, I'm going to do an event and I need 600 people in. And sometimes it may be a big step, a step too far. But sometimes we just need to keep going. These little, these, these little wins, whether it is the ability to talk to you so I'm not just giving ums and ahs, whether it is the ability to someone to keep on writing, whether it is the ability to say, I want to do a podcast because I want to talk to people or there's a subject matter now, like what you do, that you're really curious about. And it's, you know, it's brought you closer to other people as well. So when we just got to keep on chipping away. So when like, ta-da, the grand reveals are there, it feels okay. Absolutely, keep chipping away. And uh, you know, you're absolutely right. The world we live in does tend to have this kind of instant um, feel about it often. And we have, there is a danger that we're losing perspective on the fact that craft, you know, does take a while to um, get good at. And uh, as an actor, I didn't, you know, first walk on a stage at age 10 and get it all sorted. And fast forward to when I, started doing my business if I look back at the videos I did yeah in, in some ways they might be fine because I had the acting experience but in many ways they're not because I can see oh that, that's that's too actory you know it's it's not there's you're not relaxed enough or whatever whatever so whatever we are we have to keep working where and observing and always observing and Within that comes the important thing of like humility. And I think when people use the word humility, sometimes they misinterpret that as being a weakness and oh my God, you know, I'm just gonna sort of bow my head and say, I'm terrible, aren't I? Um, I thought I said a rude word then. Um, fiddlesticks to all of that because that isn't what humility is. And you know that, don't you? Because you have to have it because you have to get the feedback and all the rest of it and to keep doing this getting better stuff yeah you're right and that's a big thing is there asking for feedback asking how we're getting on because a lot of this stuff that we don't know if we do think that we do know and we want that everyone to be our friend then we're an egomaniac but if we're if we're trying to do something that is worth people's time and do something that does have value in somebody's week then if you have people on your side it becomes easier to ask and to see, look, how's it going for you? What do you think of, and, and that's what I've been doing so much, you know, in the, the event that planning for May. This, it helped shape my thinking so much because you get so, go down so many different rabbit holes trying to make sure something is worthy. And my main thing I took from, listen, I, um, I asked 
after a U of the Media Learning event the other week, I asked people, I have this idea for something I'd like to deliver in May. And when I shared it, it made people realize that I was trying to make something simple really complex. And sometimes we need to hear that, we need to hear that feedback, which is why it's really lovely that you can address people directly. Okay, it just happened to be on Zoom. But it wasn't a post on LinkedIn that was a poll that said, what song should I walk on? Should I have as a walk-on music? And a load of strangers. If you can address, I keep using that word addressable audience. If you can say to people that these are my intentions, this is what I'd like to do. Can I see how it is with you? So when we talk about things such as humility, is by acknowledging that, look, it's all right to ask. This, you know, what's been thrust, I like what it, listen, this is why I like everything that's happened since the pandemic, is that there is this year zero. We're back into it again. And I don't look at stats, I don't look at facts or anything else that goes, that goes, that happens before 2020. All that stuff is irrelevant now, which is why I see this really, this opportunity for all of us is, is, is how we have that line in the sand moment to then step forward. So all the things that we talk about that we haven't used before, whether it's doing an event and it's in a theatre, we just have to remodel or reshape what was done before 2020. And that's why I'm a big believer in it. And I think that's how we can all be two steps ahead, is seeing what we've done and put our own slant to what we're doing, to then that, that enables us to do, and then that becomes our thing that makes us different. And I think that, that I mean, that's what gets me excited. The maids I'm talking now is like, and, and you're getting excited. And we, but that's the brilliant thing that we're all in, is that we can now step forward and we can start to write our own rules because there is no blueprint, there is no manual that says it works like this. And, I, and I, that's what is really liberating. It can be done and we can build businesses and do something that they make something a commercial success. Oh, that's Beautiful. And in fact, I say that if I'm trying to look at something positive about the crazy state the entire world is in currently, that could be the silver lining is you think, look, maybe when all this has been trashed and thrown about and made a complete dog's dinner out of, maybe it has to happen in order for something better to something more real and, and right for now to come out of it all, because actually that is how things, you know, I mean, again, going back to the actor analogy, you know, when you rehearse something, there are moments in that rehearsal period where it looks a complete mess, you know, and you think, yeah. really, is it actually going to be ready for, and it, and it, and it is, if you're working with good directors and you're doing what you should do as an actor and, and a cast, it is, but there, there is always a moment where it doesn't look like it. It's the same with, your as you say your blogging your the, the everything you're doing there will be a moment where you think this is a mess and you have to and and you you evolve through that moment and one of the key ways is to get that feedback i can't believe that i was so reticent about asking people for their input for a while and the reason was that i was scared of pestering them I mean how stupid is that because yeah. people love it I love giving giving that input to people so why wouldn't people want to do it for me you know you mentioned you mentioned something interesting there it was about creating something where we feel a bit scared that it may be a bit of a mess and but sometimes that's the thing that holds us back say for instance um piece of writing blogging that you that you spent a lot of time on but we can't keep on coming this is, this is 
I'm talking from my own experience here. You cannot keep on coming back to something again and editing, 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 because then it will never be seen. And you're always holding on to something, which is why I, you know, I set myself a ticking clock every week. I send the, the, you, the media email every week at half past six in the morning. So every week there's a clock ticking. We can spend so much time as individuals as trying to create something that is perfect, but sometimes the most important thing is to get it out and move on to the next thing. I'm not talking about a seven out of 10 piece of work because when we start off, it, we have to be okay being a six, but the longer that we are at it, those sevens become eights. And it means that we don't have to edit in chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, because then we start to lose the enthusiasm and momentum with what we already started. So sometimes we don't, we don't need to hold on to it dearly we just need to get it out and get it seen because then comes back to what we said earlier we can then ask people to say look there's more of this that comes in my fortnightly uh, yeah. uh, uh unsquasher email or what yeah. email on my yeah. newsletter to what i'm doing and and the ticking clock thing by the way is a really good practical tip and we'll we'll end on on that because that this is this is so so doable okay again i, I i'm going back in time to the first time I ever did a one woman play. This was years and years ago. I, I, I up to then been doing theater with, with cast. And I, I, I decided to be very, very brave. I wrote the play and designed it, worked with the producer and our director, but basically I then booked the uh, first few venues on the tour before I'd written and rehearsed and, you know, all the rest oh, wow. of it, which some people would say that's crazy, but I, but it was a ticking clock and I worked towards that deadline and I do it now still, I realize quite a lot. So yes, the email is a ticking clock. The podcast is a ticking clock and even things like LinkedIn lives. I will, I will say I'm going to turn up with this LinkedIn live on this topic and I will not have actually produced that thing at that point because it's like three weeks ahead or whatever um but it's a beautiful ticking clock um over and over again i do this now some people would think that's the scariest thing on earth to do but i really really encourage you to give it a go out there because mark's so right yeah, otherwise you're just chipping away at trying to achieve perfection um and you don't get it out there you don't and it's well about being accountable isn't it is Again, well, I guess the theme of what we're talking about here as well is, yeah, is, 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 is we have to get the work out there to be seen that enables us to the longer term thing of trust yeah. and relevance. And yeah, a big theme of that is starting yeah. something, coming back to it, but being okay that we're never gonna, we're never gonna be the finished version, which I guess what the whole theme of what this podcast is all about, not now, every week that you do. Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. um, there we go, right back to evolve. That great word, <laughs> evolve. We love that. We're evolving humans, for goodness sakes. We, they right. never stop evolving. I'm whatever I am, 65. No, what? <laughs> Don't you? What? It's been ages since I've given that cue line. So I thought Mark would, I knew Mark he can would have it. Well he can it. have yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I am still evolving. That's the point of what I'm saying here. So um, I want to be a role model for people who are in their 30s thinking that they're past it. <laughs> so please, please keep going. You've given us a lot of, lot of hope and inspiration there, Mark. Is there anything that you want to say before we wrap up? Because... Um, you know, because I haven't given you the opportunity. No, 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 no. Listen, there's nothing there to... Listen, if people are interested in this, there's 
you with the media there to subscribe and leave their email. But my one piece of closing thing is, is that if there's a space that you know that you're interested in and, and know that that interest can potentially lead to something in the future that is not necessarily an expensive hobby, that it just needs that ambition to start and just to practice and come back to a place. And, and it's okay. It's okay starting from zero. It's, it's nothing to be embarrassed about when there's not a lot of people around in front of us because we've drawn too much for our lives that, that, that numbers mean popularity. And I've realized over the years, it's, a being, it's about being around the right people. So we need to find more of our people. I deleted my entire database a few years ago and I started again, it was a horrendous, God, what you, again, listen, doing a show in a theater that went, was chaos, deleting an entire database. It's moments that like that that realize who your true audience is. And it comes back to doing something that feels good, that feels good for other people too. And we can do all right of it. We can build businesses. It can make us happy. And that's what I want to keep on pursuing. Oh, look at that. Listen, that was, that was velvety smooth, bringing us to a lovely hey, out, hey. oh. He's on, he's cut out of sea. I could have done that a few years ago. I'd be, I'd be, oh, Tricia, come, come to you. You and the media, if you do this, there's a, we've got this workshop and we want to do this and I'd squeeze whatever I could out. Look at you getting out. Cool, composed. I'll be a oh, voiceover person you. before you next <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Mark. I'm going to let you get My on pleasure. with the rest of your day. This has thank been you, a Tricia. delight as always. We, I will see you, as they say, on the other side. Um, I, I will actually, literally, um, tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, can't wait to let this episode out. And listeners, wasn't that a treat? Mission. If you already have an email, do as Mark said, get better at putting that sign up box all over the shop people won't think you're being pushy they'll be very pleased you've given them the opportunity to be part of your community and if you're going to start one remember the word evolve there'll be hiccups just keep listening to your audience and keep providing that consistent value being true to who you are and what your message is so if you want to know when the next episode is out and get a fortnightly challenge, sign up to my The Unsquashed Entrepreneur email and the link is in the show notes. Also, please subscribe to this podcast on your favourite platform and leave me a review. And don't forget to follow me on LinkedIn at Trisha Lewis Talk. Thanks for listening.